0: You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast, where I invite you to come along with me as we shape our own reality together. My intention is to bring out the magic in you. Now let's get started. Come along now, run away from the humdrum, we'll go to a place that is safe from red anger and boredom. We'll dance and sing till sundown, have peace with abandon, we'll
1: sleep when the morning by the sound of
0: the bird song. My name is Sloan Fremont and today I have a special guest and so we're going to be talking about following your impulses to do things in life which at the time may not actually make any sense. And by the end of the show, you're going to understand not only why you should follow those impulses, but also how, how doing so is such a great way to show up and fully express yourself. Thanks for listening to create what you speak now sponsored by Steph Hendel and her body built by love community where women around the world are realizing that they are not broken and are losing the weight. They've been struggling with for years through learning to love themselves again. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. We are continuing our monthly intention this week of showing up and fully expressing yourself. And our topic this week is on really just following your impulses, even when it doesn't make sense to do so, right? I think we've all been through that before. We've all had those times and we it, it's really easy to look back and say, Oh, why didn't I listen to my you know why didn't I listen to myself there? And so this week, that's what we're going to get into. And my guest this week is Michelle Waldo from The Creating from the Inside Out Podcast. And I've been a listener of Michelle's podcast for a while, and I'm so excited to have her on the show this week because I think we can all really benefit from michelle's Michelle's wisdom. So welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited yeah. to be here.
0: Good. So why don't we start out by um, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and about your podcast?
1: Sure. Um, Let's see. So I'm the host of a podcast also, and it's called Creating from the Inside Out, Practicing the Teachings of Abraham Hicks. And as the title says, it actually is a podcast primarily about me each week sharing my journey and my experiences and my insights practicing the teachings of Abraham Hicks, as well as me kind of tapping into my own inner guidance, inner knowing, I call it my inner being. Um, that is actually what is kind of at the source of all of those impulses. Mm-hmm. Um, I also sometimes interview others about their experiences, but mostly the show is about me talking about my experiences. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I know we've talked about Abraham Hicks on the show before. I've, I've sprinkled it in a little bit throughout various episodes, but can you give us our defini- or your definition of, of, of who Abraham Hicks is? Sure.
1: Abraham Hicks is, basically the name of uh, the term that is used by the person Esther Hicks. Esther Hicks is a woman who has developed this ability to kind of tune herself into what she calls group consciousness from the non-physical dimension or other people might call source energy. So whether you call it your kind of source energy, inner knowing, whatever it is, she's kind of tuned into that And she's tuned into an aspect and that is called Abraham Hicks. And Abraham Hicks has been around for a while and um, basically has shared so many teachings that a lot of people, even if they're foreign to the whole concept of channeling and tuning into information Mm -hmm. from source energy, when they hear it, it really explains a lot of things and it really makes a lot of sense and helps them understand experiences they've had in their life that they they weren't quite sure kind of how to understand before. And Mm -hmm. so um, a lot of people really kind of really benefit from following the teachings of Abraham Hicks. And I started the podcast really because I had been listening. I had, I had been on a spiritual journey for many years. I had done a lot of different things and had been a practitioner of different things and it's kind of taken a break from that and I started going back to I started listening to Abraham and you know, sometimes you can listen to something and you get it conceptually, but you're not doing it. It's like Mm -hmm. it's like listening to someone describe how to ride a bike, right? Like if you're right. just doing it, you're just hearing that over and over and over again, but you're not actually getting out and riding the bike. It's kind of a different thing. So my podcast is really me talking about my experiences, actually living on a day-to-day basis, these teachings from Abraham Hicks. So that's what the podcast is about. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I've talked about it on the show before that Abraham Hicks, that's what I credit, you know, for how I changed my life. I mean, I remember when I first started listening and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like what is this?" And um it it was it was yeah, it was crazy for me. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. So, um <laughs> yeah sorry. I lost my train of thought on that. <laughs> um, but okay. So let's start out this week. We're talking about what it means to follow your impulses. Like, um, I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I think we can all, you know, just remember those times where we should have, we, we, you know, it's easy to look back and say, oh, um, you know, I should have listened to myself when I thought this, or I should have, you know? And so what I really wanted to get into today is, um, you know, how we can start to recognize that in our own lives and what we can do to stop like change those thoughts, right? to start believing in ourselves more when when those kinds of things come up. So what do you what does it mean to you to follow your impulse?
1: To me, following my impulse is, you know, first of all, it's about what's the impulse coming from. So um, what I have found over many years is that, you know, I can have inc- inc- I can have impulses coming from things like feeling not enough, feeling lack, that sort of thing, and those don't serve me. But mm-hmm. when I find that I have an impulse that seems to be coming from this kind of source that I can't explain, that it's I call it my inner being. Um, that's what Abraham calls it, or sometimes I call it my inner inner guidance. It's like um it's like an impulse to that just feels good and that yeah. makes sense in like non logical ways, like it mm-hmm. may not make logical sense, but it makes sense in that like knowing like this is right, you can feel it in your body kind of mm-hmm. way, and um, so yeah, so that's to me, following my impulses means being able to recognize first that. That impulse is coming from that and not from something like, oh, I've got to do this because otherwise I'm going to look bad or be in trouble or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Right. But it's, it's this feeling of like, do this because this is going to like be really good. This is going to feel really good. That's to me what is about following my impulses, the impulses from that inner place, that inner knowing place. Or like I said, people can call it the source part of themselves. They're all different ways to refer to it. Right. And so it's really about the
0: feeling, right? That's, that's, so if we have what we think are imp, and and maybe that's something that, you know, it's hard to even recognize, right? If we've, if we've ignored it for so long and we're so used to like doing, you know, impulse things uh, out of like control or fear or anger or, you know, sadness or whatever. And then we, these impulses come up that actually feel good. And I think it's so easy to just dismiss them or be like, I shouldn't follow that, or that doesn't make any sense, or um, why would I even think that, right? We, we're so good, at least I've been, I would say, in the past, like, so good at, at talking myself out of those those good-feeling impulses because I can't logically put the pieces together.
1: Yes, I agree,
0: definitely. So w- when Michelle and I first did our – we talked briefly before we actually did this podcast about um, – what we were going to talk about on the podcast, and, and so we had a really good discussion that day about just doing just doing what we're talking about, following those impulses, and you gave me so many good examples of when you did that in your own life, and especially when it didn't make logical sense, so I wanted to talk about some of those today just to like to show where Doing that, we're following those impulses that feel good. Again, I think that's the key to remember, right? It feels good. Following those impulses leads you to places that you probably, and I can share, you know, I have that experience in my own life, but it leads you to places that you never would have ever imagined.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, one of the first, one of the first times that kind of really sticks sticks out in my mind as me having that happen was, um, was many years ago, actually, it was um after college, I decided to go on a trip to Europe with a friend, and I was living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, after college, and I just knew that wasn't where I wanted to live. So it was this kind of whole this whole big call, actually, there was kind of a call that came before, like that I could choose the direction of my life. I didn't have to just live kind of by default. like right. I could you have a choice. I in could it. rewrite my script, yeah, exactly. So that kind of. That first came to me not in a big glaring way, but like I read a book and it started to get get me thinking, but what it did is it put me on this path of realizing I didn't want to stay in the city where I went to college, and I didn't and that I actually wanted to go to Europe, so a friend um, decided she was game too, so we had this plan to go on a backpacking trip to Europe, and then the idea was that We had had this really cold winter in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that winter, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to move someplace warm because of it. So back in those days, I'm dating myself here, but they didn't have the Internet. And so (laughs) I looked at a book and looked at places that would be warm, that would be a city by an ocean that would be warm. And I came up with San Diego. So After many months, the plan was to go on a backpacking trip for six weeks to Europe and then to move to San Diego, California, because it would be warm. Mm -hmm. And then that's where we would start our kind of adult lives post-college or my adult life post-college. And my friend was coming along with me. So here we go on this trip in to Europe backpacking and we gave up our apartments in Pittsburgh and I put all my stuff in storage and I had a certain amount of money planned for each thing. Right. So it was very structured and planned. Mm-hmm. And what happened is, before we before we left on the trip, my friend met a guy.
0: (laughs) uh, There's always a guy.
1: right? Yeah, there's always a guy. And uh, (laughs) it was pretty serious. And I said to her because I knew a lot was hinging on her coming with me, right? Like I had lined up everything like to share the apartment with her. And that's kind of how I based my budget and all of that. And so I said, Are you sure that when we come back, you're going to want to move because you know, you're in this relationship now? And she's like, No, 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 I definitely do. I definitely do. And so I said, Okay, so we we go on the trip. And we're three weeks into the trip. And she realizes that she doesn't want to move to California with me when we get back. (laughs) And I'm just like, freaking out. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, my God, not only are we in a foreign country, and it was my first time in a foreign country, hers too. You know, we're traveling around just kind of feeling like these wandering souls. And This big, this big shift happened. And prior to this, I had lived in a very planning kind of a way. Mm -hmm. So for me, Mm -hmm. a plan was like my was like my, I don't know, it was like my safety jacket, right? Like, or safety, whatever, I I used it to kind of feel certain about things. And so this all got thrown out. So I was pretty frustrated with my friend. There was some tension because I had asked her first. I understood that it could happen, but I had asked her before we left, you know, and so there was some tension and I wasn't sure what I was going to do because that threw off everything. So the first time that I had an experience with um, kind of an impulse, it was an impulse of knowing more of doing, but it set the stage for the next part. And so what happened is we were uh, on a ferry between Italy and Greece coming back I think coming back from Greece to Italy and I was freaking out about what I was going to do and feeling really tense. And I just had this like image come to me in my mind. I was journaling actually. And Mm -hmm. as I was journaling, this very clear image of this hallway with doors off of it and then hallways off of each of the doors Kind of to an infinite degree. So imagine Mm -hmm. hallways and doors, off of hallways and doors, off of hallways and doors. And this image came to me with such clarity and such knowing that kind of feeling like we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And it just came with this knowing that you can't plan your life step by step by step the way you think you can. (laughs) And so it it kind of warmed me up to the idea that like, oh, well, maybe... There are other things that could happen that I can't foresee, that I can't pick and plan in advance, right? So it It kind of warmed me up to the idea... Yeah, and that those things will be good, right? That they're
0: not bad. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I can relate to exactly what you're saying here. So yes, totally get it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but at the time, it wasn't like, well, there. Here's this solution through this one door that's going to be better. It wasn't like that. It was like here's just this concept that you don't have to live with this step by step plan, and things can still feel okay. Like it can lead you to new things you couldn't have seen before, right? So I was like, well, that that was and that feels good. Yeah, that that feels good. Yes. It felt good. I wasn't sure really what to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is
0: part of it, right? Learning all that. Yeah, yeah. No, and I get that because that was the same for me when I. I felt like I lived most of my life in a box, right? Like you're saying, like it had to be the map It had to be this, this, and then this, and then that, you know, it had to follow that map. And I spent so many years in like angst and sadness and frustration because I, you know, I was always pushing against the corners of those, of the box, right? It was always like, because you're not meant to live in a box, right? Like, and I wasn't giving myself those choices or that freedom. And I thought that if I, if I, gave myself the choices and the freedom, then everything would crumble. Right. And then, but what I realized is that's when you really start living. That's how you live is when you give yourself the choices and freedom. So I can totally relate to that.
1: Yeah. So here I am on this boat, right. I'm your version of my, of, your version of the box is my version of this, like plan, this list, Mm -hmm, right? Like mm -hmm. this step-by-step thing. We're going to do this. We're going to do this and I'm going to do this and this is going to happen. that's how I get what I want. Right. Right. (laughs) Very plan oriented kind of person back then. And here comes this image, like, no, it's, it can come, you can go down this doorway, you can open this doorway and there could be this hall that can lead you to so many different places and each, each, you know, there are doors on that hallway that each lead to so many different places and i was like shocked i'm like oh my gosh wow i don't even know what to do with this but hmm okay i'm going to take this in right still didn't know what to do about my situation with my friend so we continue um we continue traveling a bit and we get to rome which was the next stop on our itinerary cuz of course back then i had it all planned out of course go right here. i we're mean gonna go here. <laughs> we're going to go here and um yeah so So we get to Rome, which is the next place, and I just felt this sense of returning home when I got there. Um, Now, my grandfather was born in Italy, but at the time, I didn't even really know any details about that, so that was kind of interesting. But while we were in Rome, what I found myself doing is kind of spending time away from my friend and kind of just kind of doing my own thing, forging some new friendships there and just kind of... Finding my own way, and I was journaling a lot. And after a number of days, I was sitting one day in this piazza, um, this piazza in Rome, looking at this at this church. And and I was just, we were coming to the time where we were supposed to leave for this trip. We were supposed to go to the next the next thing, and I just didn't want to, but I Mm -hmm. didn't know what to do, right? Because that was the plan. But the plan was off because of my friend. And so what happened is I ended up sitting there and I watched this bird. This bird was like in this little bird bath or this little puddle, like swimming around and so happy. And all of a sudden this complete download of knowing came to me. Do not go stay here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: stay here, stay in mm-hmm. Rome and mm-hmm. just stay here. Find a way to stay here. Say goodbye to your friend and do that. And at the Which, time that really didn't make any logical sense (laughs) right (laughs) and that's what i was just
0: gonna say like yeah it made no sense you're a female alone in a essentially going to be alone if your friend isn't deciding to join you right and you're in a foreign country and you're you know younger and this is your first time out of the u.s and so all of those things right none of that logically makes sense if you would have you know, tried to, if, if you would have tried to, um, you know, explain that to somebody, everybody probably would have said to you, oh no, you need to leave. You need to leave. Don't stay there. Right. Everybody would have wanted to give their you their two cents on it and tell you not to do it, but you ended up staying right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the guidance was, To not be with my friend, literally to choose to be alone. So if she wanted to stay, like go somewhere else, right? Like I needed to do this on my own. And so, yeah, I called my parents and they, of course, were like, no, (laughs) because I said, I'm going to stay here and I don't know for how long. And so what ended up happening is I did say I, I ended up getting a job at the place where I was staying. I became because things just lined up. Boom, boom, boom. I got a job um, giving tours to English speaking tourists mm, of yeah. Rome. I mean, what a dream job, like taking people around and being able to meet people from all over the world. And I had this amazing experience. And I, I even tried to explore getting dual citizenship because oh, wow, yeah. my grandfather was born in Italy. It didn't it didn't pan out. Um. But I did explore that to see if I could stay there. Like, I literally wanted to stay there forever. Well, maybe not forever, but for, like, the foreseeable <laughs> for the future. Yeah, like, and yeah. Get a, yeah, and get, like, a job in my field and that sort of thing. And it didn't, it didn't work out. So I did eventually run out of money and need to, need to come home because um, I wasn't making, like, a ton of money in the job that I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I had this amazing experience. And it was this amazing experience I would not have had had I not had that impulse you know, first kind of set by that idea that you don't have to have it all planned out, that image that came to me on that ferry, and then sitting on that park bench, having that knowing of, stay here, do not go with your friends. Right. Right. Which threw all my plans out the window. (laughs) Which
0: actually ended up being the plan, right? Like that, that became the plan and that, and I think also like how empowering that is, right. To have listened to something like that, that is makes absolutely no sense, but it's like an, it's an example to fall back on that. I have proof that I can listen to this voice and it's, it can still be good. Right. It's, 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 I think that's, that's what I've, you know and i as and everyone on the show i think knows they've they've heard me tell the story about my when i changed my life because it was the same for me it made literally on paper it made no sense like moving to Nashville, like selling my house, quitting my job, buying a house here, getting a new job, like, but then all these things just kept lining up. Like they, it, like I described that time in my life as like the red carpet was rolled out because everything, and I didn't even really have to do anything. I just kept feeling, if it felt good, I did it. That was really my only guidance at the time to myself. And mm-hmm. I think just having these examples are, it's, it's so empowering because I think, it, we're not taught to do that, right? We're not taught to listen to that voice. We're taught to, to do what's, quote, practical or what everyone else thinks we should do. Or, you know, and then we stuff ourselves down. And then, you know, the theme this month is, is being able to fully express ourselves, right? And so part of being able mm-hmm. to fully express yourself is to being able to listen to those impulses, because that's the true you that's telling you about you right? Like that's the you that mm-hmm. wants to come out. But I think we spend so much time stuffing that version of ourselves down or trying to like say, no, 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 that, that, that can't be, or that's not true. Or right. We we like doubt it and, and all this stuff. And then that gets us to these versions of ourselves where we're actually not our true self, right? We're this, this, this robotic, like mannequin version based on what we think everyone else thinks we should do.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to talk also about as, so that's a great example for following your impulse. You stayed in Rome. You, again, all of these things that practically did not make sense or, um, you know, no, pretty much everybody I'm sure was telling, you know, but you listened, you listened and you, and it, you were successful mm-hmm. and you, and we had talked when you and I initially talked about also following our creative impulses. And like how mm-hmm. I think, especially as adults, that's a way that, or that's not something we often do, right? We, we, we stick to things we know. We, we only do the things that we're comfortable with. We're sometimes afraid to get out of our comfort zone, but the creativity is a part of that. I, I think that like keeps us alive. Like it keeps us, like we, I think we even said on the call, like I can't not create, like I have to create, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, mm-hmm. this, just this desire. So, um, I wondered, you know, just your thoughts on that, like the creative impulses. And I know, you know, you've had some of those things happen too. So, um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I have had, so after the whole experience that I talked about with Rome, I had another experience that, that, you know, caused me to move to San Francisco without, uh, moving from Pennsylvania to San Francisco without having a without having a job, a place to live or knowing anyone. And then I lived in San Francisco and had a great experience and followed a creative impulse. It was an idea for a startup company. And um, this was in the first doc before the first dot com mm-hmm. boom. And uh, I was CEO and founder of a company that was a creative impulse. I was I'd quit my job and I had known that it was like I I knew that there was something that I wanted to give birth to, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And so I just quit my job. I had some a little bit of extra money and I just kind of again spent some time writing and just going off and feeling good and then boom, came this idea. And that 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 idea, you know, I raised money from investors. I had I was in my late 20s and I had a management team that was all much older than me and <laughs> you know, back in those days, being a 20-something CEO and a female in Silicon Valley was not very common at right. all. So I was definitely in the minority. And so I had all of these amazing experiences. And then, I mean, I could go on and on, but more more recently, or maybe like six years ago or so, um, no, actually starting in 2007, I guess it was, I um, started an interior design firm based on a creative impulse. I mean, mm-hmm. I I basically have gone through, we don't have enough time in the show, but I basically (laughs) in my life, since that first time in Rome, in particular, have seen how I've had these impulses come to me, and I've learned to trust them more and more. And when I follow them, they lead me to things that are beyond. And so, what my life is about these days is, is not waiting for these periods of time in between for this big flash, the way that I had it in Rome, but more, how can I do that on a day-to-day basis all the time? And so I, I do that on my creative projects that I'm working on right now, like, or my podcast, like Mm -hmm. I know how I learned how through my interior design projects and other things, how to listen to that kind of impulse and let it flow. But it's taken this practice and a willingness to first trust those first impulses and realize that the world didn't crumble when I did it.
0: Right. Yeah, I do. For sure I do, because I still am going through that with myself and and you've honed that over time, right? You've now that's normal for you, right? So I guess for somebody listening, um, I know you have a course coming up where you're going to be teaching people how to do this, um, you know, really being able to tune into themselves to hear that voice. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure.
1: Yeah. I am, um, in the final stages, hopefully very soon, um, launching a course called connecting inward, learn to connect with your inner being and your inner being that being that term for your inner knowing your inner source, your inner guidance, right? The the, the word doesn't really matter. It's mm-hmm. that, it's that thing that communicates you with you in those moments where you, you follow it and you make those big changes, right? That's the part. And what I've developed over the years, um, but I haven't really gone into the specifics, but I've developed a method um, of being able to tune into that in a way that's similar to meditation, but different. And sometimes works for people that classic meditation don't because Abraham Hicks teaches meditation and Mm -hmm. meditation is a great tool for so many people. But some people meditate and they still can't seem to quiet their mind enough to kind of tune in to be able to tap into that guidance More regularly, right? Like, a lot of times people will have like a life threatening situation, and they'll have a moment of tapping into that guidance, or like, they'll have a big situation like me in Rome. But what I'm trying to do is teach people how to tap into that regularly, so that they can tune into that information all the time, because it's, it's there, there. So exactly. Not, exactly right? What I was gonna say. <laughs>
0: right. It's there. And also I think it, it, you know, we're so quick as, as humans, I think to dismiss those impulses if it happens once, like, Oh, that was just luck or, Oh, I just happened. You know, we don't give ourselves the credit that we, you know, that I think that we should. And so um, being able to, to tap into that and understand and know that that's there for you every day, 24 seven, rather than just like you're saying, these like big every once in a while, things that, that come up right No, We have access to this every day. Anytime we want to tap into it, it's there. And, um, so yeah. And so your courses, like you were saying, meditation is, is meditation. I I feel like that's just gets thrown around so much. And it means sometimes it means different things to different people. And I think people, if, if they don't, like, or if they've tried meditation, maybe, and it didn't work, like, they just didn't feel like you're saying, like, that they could quiet, quiet their mind, I think um that that gets, like, people just tune it out, right? They don't even, it, like, I've tried that, it didn't work for me. But what you're offering is something that it's it's similar, yet different, right, with your approach. Yes, exactly, exactly.
1: And, you know, it's actually funny, because so this this method that I use, um, it actually came from my inner guidance to teach it to people. Because <laughs> of course it did, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, of course it did. And the whole course came from that too, literally. Right. This is what I've kind of evolved the ability first through my interior design business for many years, learning how to kind of almost like channel designs. Like I would sit mm-hmm. back in a room after designing a space and be like, where did that come from? Like mm-hmm. it came like to me and through me, literally. And so that is what I've learned to do. And so the course, it's interesting because the course is based on some things I did many years ago, and then things I evolved over time in terms of what worked for me, like what practices worked for me, because initially there was a method that I was taught many years ago related to shamanism that had some constraints that just weren't serving me. So Mm -hmm. over the years, I changed that, and then I changed it more, and I changed it more. And what's interesting is I had this method that I was doing, and then when I started listening to Abraham, I started thinking, well, maybe I should do classic meditation. Maybe there's something there. And mm-hmm. so I had resistance to doing <laughs> classic meditation. I mean, I, I get it. All yeah. This, like, Yeah. I had all this like yogi, you have to like sit with your back straight right. up in the middle of a room kind yep. of a thing with your fingers up and say, oh, kind of thing. Eight hours all a day. Like, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um and so but i was able to do that i was able to do that i even did a podcast about that but what's interesting is that like I didn't realize that this other method that I was doing is what people were trying to get to with meditation. And I had already gotten there, but I was Uh, trying to kind of like circle back. (laughs) Yeah. So So you were going, right, right.
0: Trying to make something be maybe something it it didn't, you know, it, 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 like you said, wasn't in alignment with you. So, um, okay. So that that's coming. So that's good. So I'm going to wrap up here and I want to, I want to ask you one question before we wrap up. And then at the end, I want you to um, tell everybody how they can find you and how they can find your course when it's available and also, your podcast. But before we wrap up, the question I want to ask you is what is something someone could do today to start following their impulses? So what's one like small actionable thing that the listeners could take away today?
1: So the thing that's important, if you, you know, if you kind of read between the lines of, of what I was saying about when I was on that boat, on that ferry, and when I was in that, in that park or on that bench in Rome, I was in a quiet place. I was, I was journaling at the one time. Actually, I was journaling both times. And a lot of times um, you don't have to journal to communicate with your inner being. It just happened to be a means that I started to kind of get that impulse coming. Um, but what what was in common is doing something that feels good, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you like sure. going out in nature or you like... Um, Snowboarding, or you know, you just like sitting in the bath, or whatever you like drinking your tea in the morning and looking out at the trees, like allowing yourself to have practices like that in your day where you are just kind of literally not focused on anything, you're just kind of open. That is the time when that kind of information can start to come to you. It's what we call, I call it the feel good receiving mode because. Abraham Hicks talks about it being the receiving mode, but you can be in different receiving modes. Right. to me, it's a feel-good right. receiving mode because you're feeling good, and then that's when you're kind of open for tuning into that information that's already being given to you within your inner self,
0: if you right. will. Right, and you're, you're, you're giving your brain the, the mental space to be able to process that, and, and you can hear it. it you can, it's almost like it's, um, like you said, like it's, it's like downloads kind of because you have the space to do so
1: absolutely absolutely awesome Definitely. okay and journaling and journaling is a, a is a good thing too just because not because you have to journal to do this but think about when you journal a lot of times you get into that space right you get yeah. into a quiet place and you kind of focus more on yourself and then you just kind of write and so journaling is a way that i started kind of understanding how this communication was happening. So that's right. something people can explore. But if you're journaling when you're feeling really antsy and really anxious and whatever, that's that's not the journaling isn't what's doing it. It's the feeling good, right, the feel good. that then allows that exactly.
0: Yeah, the feel good is the is, is, should be above all, right? If you whatever you're doing, if you're not feeling good doing it, you probably shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, I absolutely yeah so okay so let's um let everybody know how they can find you your website your um
1: course and your podcast sure so my podcast is on all major players you can just search for creating from the inside out that'll pull it up the whole title is creating from the inside out practicing the teachings of abraham hicks um you can also find it on my website which is uh creatingfromtheinsideout.com and the course is not quite done yet um, but I do have a uh, sign up page where you can be notified to receive an email for when it is ready to then learn more about it and you can get that at my website which is at creatingfromtheinsideout.com forward slash course or you can just go to the home page and in the navigation button, there's a button for course and you can click on that. And then there's a, a form that you can enter your email address to get notified. So those are the different ways. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as well under creating from the inside out also. Okay.
0: Awesome. I'll also link to your, um, site in the podcast in the show notes. So be easy for people to find. So, okay. So before I wrap up, I just want to talk about the songs I picked this week. So, um, I didn't tell Michelle this beforehand, so I I hope you approve Michelle. (laughs) Um, the (laughs) the intro song I chose was called machine by imagine dragons. And there's a part in the song that says, um, it says, I'm not scared of what you're going to tell me. I'm not scared of the beast in the belly. And then it says, fill my cup with endless ambition and paint this town with my very own vision. And I really liked, I liked the song, but I liked the verse in there that talking about just, just paint this town with my very own vision, right? Because that's what, that's what that's what the theme is this month of showing up and like fully expressing yourself. And in what we're talking about today with listening to those impulses that come up that may not make logical sense, but um, I think we have to learn to to move logic out of the way. And if it feels good, understand and know that that we should follow what that is based on, on what's right for us. So that was the intro I, song. Absolutely. Go. Can I
1: add something? Yeah, to that? yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So since since you're talking about a lyric from a song, that is one of the ways that my inner being and my inner guidance communicates with me. A lot of times I'll hear a song and a particular lyric, it's almost like it feels like it's suddenly put in bold in my mind or it's like kind of got like little stars flying around it, right? So when those moments happen that's this. That's what we're talking about, right? right? That's something you're resonating with. It's coming from some deeper, more all-knowing part of yourself that's saying, pay attention to me. This could lead to like really cool things if you follow it.
0: Right. Uh, I totally agree. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing the, the songs on the show is to be able to to relate that kind of stuff to the topic and just it's just a music I think is a it's a neutral it's you know it's not charged right it's it's just fun and so if we start to start to be able to follow those impulses with the fun the quote fun things it makes some of the things that feel bigger to us um I think more accessible it makes it realize that it makes you realize that it's easier um easier to do so okay so the outro song I chose was um Time of Our Lives by Pitbull. And I just love this song. There's no real um, lyrics to quote in this, but this, it's just a feel-good song. And that's, again, that's what this is about, with these impulses, about feeling good, about doing the things that feel good to you and following them. So those are the songs, Machine by Imagine Dragons, Time of Our Lives by Pitbull. And Michelle, I want to thank you so much for, for joining me this week. It's been so great to talk to you.
1: Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Let's get it now. Let